Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show, episode 446. I'm your host, Bob Waltonspiel, hanging out with producer extraordinaire, co-host Randy Walker. Guest this week, the illustrious one, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mike Zapsick. You might know him from the comic book men's show on AMC. You might know him from Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. You might know him from the new movie Clerks 3. You might know him from just, just being an all-around great guy. Mike Zapsik is in the house. You can find us online, itinthed.com. Do us a favor. Give us a like on the socials. Subscribe to us everywhere. Find podcasts are sold. Don't forget meetup.com slash itinthed. We had a great first event at 54 West in Clawson. Really cool open air. Um, a lot of people showed up. It was cool conversation, almost roundtable style, the networking. We all kind of sat down in the little lounge chairs, but it was great. I uh, hope, hope to see you next month. Same old uh, networking uh, with a bunch of nerds. Good stuff. Yeah, that was a great space. It's October twentieth. Should be uh, should be good. Mike, how you doing? How are they treating you, man? What's going on? It's uh, treating me well. What's up? It's been a while. It's been about a good year since we've seen you, man. I miss you. Hasn't been that long. It's been six months. Guess six months. Or is it going to drop six months from now? The way Randy edits, it'll be six months. No, I'm just. I'm just. I, I'm. Hey, Randy. I'm fine. My hair's already gray. We're good. So uh, you've been like, we'll go back a little bit, but like, I got to drop clerks three, man. Like that's gotta be like, just to do the whole red carpet, the whole Hollywood thing, like how glitz and glammy was it? Or did you guys simple or I guess what was going on there? I was not at the Los Angeles premiere, which was like lots of pop and circumstance. It was at, uh, it's, I don't even know what they call it anymore, but it used to be Grauman's Chinese theater, which I think is racist now. It's like me too, you know, all the uh, the it was other man's Chinese, wasn't it? Man, man, yeah. Wow, it's if you want to go with you know Chinese theater, you know right, whatever. Yeah. Grauman's Asian theater, how about that? Or a man's Asian theater should have been one of those. But I know but, it. Uh, it got released. You know, cause like I was telling you pre-show, my daughter works at the local Imagine, and they dropped it there. I mean, it was pretty much dropped the entire country. Or how many? Do you like? Did it go everywhere? It, uh, Kevin did a uh, Fathom event and he did a Q&A and he did it out of, I, I believe, uh, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that he did it from Atlantic Highlands. Um, he just bought a, in this day and age, my boss, that's, uh, and I've never seen a man who is more of a far thinker than Kevin Smith, bought a movie theater. He bought a five screen movie theater. And I'm like, what? That is so badass that I was like completely amazed. So it's going to be like Tusk every day on four theaters. Is that what's going on? <laughs> uh, dollar signs, Tusks. <laughs> That's going to be badass. Yeah, he, he's making a sequel to Tusk. He's not. Swear to God. Hand to the hand to hand to the man. So I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know if I ever told you that story. We saw him at uh, Windsor Comic-Con in Canada. And it was uh, like a spoken word thing and you had to buy tickets. And there was it was just set up in like a, a banquet hall, like a wedding hall. And he talked for four hours and didn't take a breath the entire time. And like an hour of it, and an hour of it was Tusk. And I was so excited to see that movie because of that talk. And the, I don't want to say that movie was a giant turd, but 
There was, I know there was inside jokes galore and probably inside laughter going on for days, but like that movie was a, was an interesting, interesting film to say the least. Let's put it this way. That was, um, written by a man written and directed by a man who kept pushing the boundaries. He, that's, that was what he, um, the, one of the, the, the things that he prides himself on for that movie. And I, I have a soft spot in my heart for it because I've got Mr. Tusk at Jay and Silent Bob's secret. I mean, I have to look at that damn thing every day. Right. Um, it smells like Justin Long still. So, um, but he just kept pushing the boundaries. And he said, this movie is nothing but whimsy. It's me indulging in like a, uh, a not, it was a, it started out as a podcast. And, you know, how many other movies have podcasters as the main protagonist? So I heard the main story was it was just like a Craigslist ad. Hey, I need a roommate. It's free. You just got to dress up like a walrus. (laughs) Like It was in UK. Yes, it was in the person. And they're like, yeah, one hour a day, you dress up like a walrus and I I throw fish at you. So, (laughs) hey, who would do that for a free room and board? Yeah. Especially on where your side of town. <laughs> oh no, my God! Over on this side, yeah, it's it's a little expensive here. So, Clerks Three, did you? Uh, you actually got a part. You're not just cameoing. You're actually uh, in the film, eh? I was. We we played um, hockey on the roof, and uh, it, we filmed last year, and it was the hottest. It was uh, middle of summer, hottest day of the summer. I I think we they planned it that way. We went up on the roof of the quick stop. And um, if you remember the original clerks, they played hockey on the roof. And that's, it was an homage to that. And um, just to give you a little bit of backstory for me, uh, I had had a double kidney infection like a week prior. And I was just getting over it. And I'm up on this stinking hot roof. And I'm like, oh, my God. And we're all wearing long pants. And we're in these hockey jerseys. And they're like, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Plus, we've got the masks on because still in the midst of COVID. And um, <laughs> we've, we've got umbrellas because it's the damn, I mean, it was melty up there. But we had fun. It was a blast. As long as you get to steal Gatorade, kind of part of the shtick, right? Yeah, of course, you have to steal Gatorades. So... Rumor has it, so I'm going to be seeing you in person in a month. But rumor, I know, I know, Quick Stop's still a store. Yes, but I also heard that the the VHS store is like is back. Is that rumor or is that no? No, they tried. They tried. There was a guy I forget. Uh, I think his name was Tucker, and he wanted to uh, make it into like a video store slash gift shop for everything Jay and Silent Bob, which I, I was like, um, that's. They, we have one of those. It's called Jay and Silent Bob's Secret right. Thank you very much. But, you know, when we were trying to be supportive of him and uh, he was going to actually rent videos and rent uh, VHS, v, uh, VCRs. And I'm like, wow, that's bold. That's that's a bold move. To That's like going out and renting an A-track. It's like 12 years old all over again. I remember uh, we used to rent Nintendo systems occasionally when I'd go see my cousins or they'd come over. Uh, we rented a VCR a few times. You know what we just saw? We were, um, Eastside's got them where I live in Detroit, the east, uh, more than the, where I live. 
but the old family videos. Did you guys? I don't know if you guys had those. Oh yeah. Oh my god. We had a phaser video and a place called Felice's Follies. <laughs> so there, and I would love to see them make a comeback because I don't know about you guys, but like everything's dying in this, uh, you know, box store world. <clears throat> we had um, one of, and every community had a mall back in the seventies, and well, actually back in the eighties, we all had a mall. Your mall, my mall, they were essentially the same mall, but mine was cooler because I lived there and yours is cooler because you lived there. But um, we had the Mammoth Mall and my mall, Mammoth Mall, has the um, the lovely uh, distinction of being uh, run by the Kushner family. You know, the uh, the Trump's in waiting. J- the Jared Kushner? Yes, that's wow. them. So yeah, they're they're killing off everything in that mall to make uh, room for um, uh, living space. So they're turning the mall essentially they're turning the mall into uh, Dawn of the Dead without Bing, without Bing Rames. Yeah, exactly. Or actually, uh, with Ken Forey. I still have a special place in my heart for that movie because it introduced it introduced me to Richard Cheese, um, who I cannot love more as a human being. Like I think he's brilliant. He is. Uh, I love Richard Cheese. So yes. See now, my Saturdays used to involve. We used to go to record time and go and sing that one song to that one guy who would roll his eyes at you in the back room to try to find <laughs> that one song you know that you heard at, at this club and you'd hum it and he'd like, oh Christ on the stick. You know, and then we'd go to Best Buy and literally spend all our money on, you know, DVDs and, and CDs. And then we would, you know, l- then we would go to like to the car radio store and like buy amps. Like that's every dollar I had went to like. So I have crates and crates. Remember, I mean, there was furniture in our house dedicated to DVDs. Sure. Yeah. Like not just bookcases, but they had like chairs, like a, a, a high back chair where they had the DVDs on, you know, you could fit them in the back. Or on the sides. But yeah, I used to go to Tower Records. And remember when you could like buy a song for a dollar and put it on your cassette tape and they would make you a, like your own kind of mixtape? Revolutionary. I remember Harmony House did it. They were trying to do it with digital where they were giving you like a USB stick. And you could wow. buy and that, But it never worked because they could never get them to sell just one song. They were, I was uh, consulting for them on the IT side. That's why they were like, they used to have um, little terminals. You could listen to songs, but they couldn't get them to sell them to people. Um, but that was their big thing. So what, so speaking of, like, I could reminisce with you all day, but like now I feel like when fall hit, it's almost like the new TV shows when school starts. Right. And we are an absolute overload. Like tomorrow morning at three in the morning, we're going to get Andor, which I, I want to love it. I really do. I keep calling it Endor that it's going to be Ewoks and uh, no, no, it's Andor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Absolutely. But what an obscure character to do an entire series of. And I don't know, was this story, did this story need to be told? Cause I like Mandalorian when it first broke, I was like, okay, cool. I'm down. Boba Fett. I was like, Oh my God, gimme. Um, right. Of course. And then now I'm like, Andor, I'm like, who want, like, I'm hoping I'm, it looks really cool. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think that it's going to be more of an ensemble cast than it is just uh, Andor. What's his name? Uh, uh, Cassian Cassian, Andor. 
Um, I, I'm hoping that it's like that. I, for one, we, we didn't need Obi-Wan Kenobi. We didn't need that. But it was it, good. It was. It, it was. No, it was brilliant in parts. In very, very small. You got glimpses of how good it was. And you got to see like the, the power of Vader. And I'm sitting here. Everyone out there is <laughs> watching. You know, I'm, I'm like squeezing my hand like the power of the dark side. You get to see how powerful Vader truly is. The former Anakin Skywalker. If I remember Obi-Wan correctly, I'm not, I'm trying to remember. One was necessary and two and three and four could have almost been combined. It's like when the one, whatever director was the one that it should have been back and forth between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin back and forth, back and forth. And it, it turned into like episodes two and three turned into that whole Leia. I didn't hate her um, or that whole thing, but it, like the whole, when it was at its best, it was like them that the, just that struggle between those two. Uh, right. Yeah. And you got that flashback of Anakin and um, his need to be better than Obi-Wan. Yeah. The training thing. I almost felt like it should have started there and like just constant go back and forth. You know what I mean? That would have been really cool. But the one thing, and it was very disingenuous to me because the live action and the animated, the Clone Wars, Clone Wars gave you more depth of Anakin. You got to see the warrior and the Jedi that they, you know, we didn't get to see anywhere else. You know, we, we heard like he's this fantastic um, fighter pilot and we heard that he was this amazing warrior, but we never saw it. We only saw like these, and we saw the annoying sack mm. of Skywalker. We saw the, the flesh bag that he became. Well, it was kind of like Boba Fett, right? Like, you're supposed to be like the bad, like everyone is kind of pissed. I'm like, you don't realize like he's an old man. Like he's just, you know, he's at the, like towards the end of his thing. Like, and they, and they ex- tried to explain it, but like, you know, the problem was on the Mandalorian, that those, those like with Boba Fett, he was like the baddest dude on the planet. And then when it came to the actual series, like he kind of wasn't anymore. You know? Well, I think part of it's like, you know, it's really cool to, you know, uh, to fight, to gain something, but to, you know, to keep the peace, that's the bitch, right? Politics. Yeah. Conquering's easy. Conquering is, that's no sweat. You, all you have to do is be the smarter and the stronger, but ruling, no, that's a pain in the ass because that's about compromise. Um, going in and kicking someone's ass. That's all about you forcing your will on somebody else, but to keep the peace, and to not have like the rebel uprising that you know kind of plague little plague the empire just a little bit, um, you know you need to to learn the art of compromise. And I think that that's what the book of Boba Fett was should have been the the book of compromise. <laughs> so my thing is, um, and you'll probably get mad at me for this because you don't you don't need it, but I need Screen Crush. So like every time I watch an episode, I wait the twelve hours and Screen Crush drops. And he gives me all the references to all the books and everything that where everything came from. Then I watch it this episode over again. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm like, I almost feel like you are your own screen crush in your head. <laughs> like a, a, a little bit. But actually, the one really weird thing is I didn't become a I, I'd always loved Star Wars, R three Star Wars, you know, 
Star Wars, Empire, Jedi. Those are our Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the kids growing up, they got, you know, um, like our children got um, like the, the original, the other three. Right. Um, yeah, the prequels. And then after that is, you know, like, I, I don't know, our grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> not not quite yet. We're not introducing either of them to seven, eight, nine. They're just, those are gone. Those are erased from the archives. Yeah, I wish, but they're not. <laughs> But even that, I was like, you know what? And I, I had stopped watching Clone Wars, I think, season, um, the first season, because it originally was like the cartoon, then it went CGI. And my kids were like, yeah, this CGI is not all that great. It's like they were like 10 and 11. And I was like, all right, very cool. We don't have to watch it anymore if you don't want to. And we didn't. And then I eventually went back because of what a disappointment the last three movies were. And then I got back into, uh, I started watching the clone wars and I'm like, these are really, really, really well done. I had no idea how much time and energy Dave Filoni had put into these, which is stunning. And then I watched them and I watched them all the way through. And then I, you know, we got that extra, uh, season with Ahsoka yep. who I absolutely loathed when I first saw her. Whiny, you know, whiny. But then again, she, they put her with the the perfect uh, Jedi, right? Yep. yep. Um, but it wasn't because then we started to see the growth of Anakin, and then we started to see the growth of Ahsoka, and we we saw how cool Ahsoka became, and how utterly amazing and brilliant Anakin truly was, up until you know Revenge of the Sith, right reverted back to form mike did you see the book that when luke it was a quote from lucas on what his vision was for seven eight nine no tell me you're gonna get so angry because it would have been the perfect so basically it starts as the when the mandalorian brought luke in so luke is that age and it's like it wasn't necessarily going to be grogu but it was during that time when ben was being trained in like the young the you know the the next generation of Jedi are being trained. The Empire's gone, and it's kind of turned into like the Boba Fett, where like the the Huts own this part and they own that part. But Darth Maul was back, and he was basically the crime overlord, and he was training Darth. Is it Reven Revan, the the Revan. girl Darth Revan, the girl, um, as his apprentice. So then like. And it was uh, Ray would have been it would the solo twins because that was the what the original books were, so the Ray would have been the one you know and it, it basically this this trilogy was following Leia so Leia then was the Grand Chancellor or Supreme Chancellor, and it kind of followed that story arc through the three, and it wasn't you know you would have never gotten Finn or Poe and you you know I don't know if Kylo Ren would have been Kylo Ren he would have been Ben Solo but I don't know what he would have been. You know, and Ray would have, it wouldn't have been Ray. It would have been, you know, uh, what, what was her? Oh my God. Why? Uh, I can't think of her name. The solo. Um, the, oh, I, yeah. I forget. Uh, I'm going to get yelled at for it, but I, I forget which solo girl, uh, whatever her name was. Um, yeah. And didn't Luke get married? I don't, it didn't really say in this book, the book kind of quoted what, like an overview of like what the three arcs. So he said the first one was following. It was basically the third one was following the, the, the daughter and the grandchildren. Gotcha. The third trilogy. 
Randy, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about Luke uh, marrying outside of the, the – I've never read any of the extended universe books or anything like that. I basically only watch the TV and movie stuff. Randy's Star, Randy Star Trek. Randy, I'm, I be, believe me. Hey, Strange New Worlds. Am I right? It's a great take on Star so Trek. So fun. So much fun. So you know what's pissing me off what's going on now? And Randy can chime in on this. He knows all about this. Is between the damn uh, uh, House of Dr- House of um, God bless it, why can? But it's Lord House of Dr- the Lord of the Rings and and the, all like combined, and like people will walk into the room like from my family and they go, "Which one is this one?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like you know, it's almost to the point where I don't know. They're they, they're blending. They're so cl- you know, it's two different, completely new story arcs. One goes 170 years back in the House of Dragon or the uh, Targaryen thing, and uh, Lord of the Rings. I don't even know when that was set. I didn't even bother reading. You should should tell next time they they come in. And they're like, which one is this? So, do you see anyone fucking a dragon? Yeah, <laughs> fucking a dragon. <laughs> then it's the other one. Right. <laughs> is there, is someone fucking a dragon? And Honest to God, you do that, someone's going to actually fuck a dragon. Did you see the bit on Barstool like two days ago about the uh, orgy scene? No, but I i mean, I did catch the orgy scene. And I was like, I was, a, um, I had to go to IMDb and just make sure that this girl wasn't like 15 years old. I'm like, hold on, let me just, because I mean, you know, it's, it's, you never know. Family notwithstanding, those Brits are a little, you know. Apparently the the extra those are all extras, and there was a a special is what they are. <laughs> but it was a twelve hour shoot, and they got paid like union scale, and they had to they the one couple apparently was like in the sixty nine position for twelve hours and got like two breaks or something. They were explaining this on on barstool Instagram or whatever, and I'm like, good Christ! And I'm sure their breath smelled delightful <laughs> well he was uh he was going off about the the swamp ass in the room because he goes apparently it was like super hot and everybody was all sweaty you know oh my god i mean poor poor guy but even poorer woman because i'm sure you know his his hairy ass was like just like oh god what the f-? so what's the deal with everything that comes out now everyone's got a bitch about it and not just the storyline but now they're like Oh geez, it's woke or oh this and and I'm so tired of it. I'm not gonna lie. Like the girl in Lord of the Rings, I thought I think the elf, the blonde, I think is awesome. And like all of a sudden she's getting like death threats and hate and shit. She had to shut off her social. I'm like, what do you hate her for? I I don't get it. She's amazing, Galadriel. Yeah, fantastic. And she's getting hate because she's a strong female character. Go fuck yourselves, everybody. Yeah. How about that? How about that? That's that's. Coming, coming at you straight from Jersey. Go fuck yourself. You know, it, that's perfectly fine. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. I think that Amazon's going to be fine without your fucking four dollars yeah. a month, whatever. I think they'll they'll be okay. You know, I I, I just don't like. Don't you have better shit to do? Like it's really awful because uh, and managing a comic book store, even the world's most famous comic book store, does not make me exempt from this. Because I have people come in who bitch about She-Hulk. Uh, because it's a strong female character who, you know, and my wife has a problem with this. My wife has, my my wife, God love her. She's, um, she is about 
not not female empowerment. She's about empowerment. She's like, I don't give a shit if you're a, a male or a female. Be your own advocate. Don't be a victim. Don't. No one should be a victim. All right. And if you can help someone else out, help them out. But you know, you're not a white knight. I'm not a white knight. You're not a white knight, Randy. Ah, uh, you might. Yeah, you're all right. You're not Could a be. white knight. Um. Do shit yourself, you know, and, you know, She-Hulk is, is all about that, you know, and um, she. But isn't that, doesn't it follow the book to it? Uh, it, it follows very closely because uh, She-Hulk's been breaking the fourth wall since John Byrne uh, took over her book. Uh, the second incarnation, it's uh, there was a savage She-Hulk, then sensational She-Hulk, and then it's uh, She-Hulk attorney at law. Are they mad about the fourth? They thing? they think that it's a Deadpool thing, which it's no. It was always it was more of a She Hulk thing. It was a Smokey and the Bandit thing I, first. It's, it's in every. But people get pissed off about stuff, and then you find out that you know people come in and start bitching at me about how She Hulk is woke and yada yada yada. Didn't even watch the show, and I'm like, go fuck yourself. Um, again, from Jersey, go fuck yourself. And I don't say that to my customers. I say it, walk out the door. Um, but I hear that a lot about Sandman. Now, I did you watch Sandman? I watched the first, and I didn't okay. pick it back up. Not that it was bad. I just haven't picked it up. I really it's, liked it's it. It's fantastic. Randy. I forgot that was a thing. I need to watch that. <laughs> There's so much other new stuff that I forgot about it. Plus, I was in the process of moving, and so I'm behind on everything. All right, good enough. So that's on your queue now. Um, they'll they'll send you the discs because that's what Netflix does. But it's people are calling it woke, and I'm like, motherfucker, no, it's not woke. How the this was written 25 years ago. How can it be 90? No, yeah, it was written 30 years ago. Jackasses. It was written 30 years ago. How can it be woke? He was ahead of the curve. He was so far ahead of the curve that this is now now the rest of society is catching up to Neil Gaiman. So g- good on you, Neil. I, I hope that Sandman gets a second season because it was brilliant. It is visually visually it was stunning, like amazing, stunning. well acted. Well, uh, I mean, well cast people who are bitching about the young lady who plays death uh, again from Jersey. Fuck you. That's yeah. it's she, she was pitch perfect. Uh, you could not find a better death. My one buddy's trying to get me to watch the Alfred was Pennyworth. Good. I heard that was good. Yeah. He said it was phenomenal. And there, I guess there's a new season. And I'm like, crap. Another thing I got to catch up with. There's yeah, so much they're stuff coming with- out with something called Gotham Knights with Misha Collins and, uh, I'm sure a whole bunch of Misha Collins from uh, he played Castiel in Supernatural. It's like Baywatch nights when I work at a nightclub. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, yeah, Castiel uh, working in a nightclub. <laughs> that was so bad. So now here's the thing: like, are you uh, are you a Letterkenny fan? No, I. You know what? I never got into Letterkenny, and uh, mainly because I, I usually binge stuff with my wife. Like, like most of us, um, but she's, she's definitely like more of a Tolkien thing. She does her, you know, the, the rings of power and that's, that's her shtick. Um, but I never got into letter Kenny 
mainly because I could, I could never tear away for like more than, you know, an hour to, to watch anything. See, now when they dropped Shorzy, in my opinion, Shorzy was on par with Kenny Powers. And if anyone knows me, like Kenny Powers, like Elvis to me. And like Shorzy was like the most perfect show. Like you can get through it in, you know, four out three hours okay. the whole season. Um, and, uh, and that's something you definitely don't want to watch with your wife. It's a lot of your mom clapbacks and it's a lot of, you know, um, it, it's guy, t- it's guy humor. But if you like, if you like, it's always sunny, like that kind oh, yeah. of banter. Yeah. If you like, like, it's always, it's like the perfect, it's like the Canadian accompaniment. To Fantastic. And you know what? I'll actually watch it with my youngest son. Cause he's just one of he's, he's got that sensibility about him. So like, Shorzy between every period, you know, when they're playing hockey, he's got to take a dump. So when the coach is yelling at him, he's dropping ass and then doing your mom clapbacks. And it's just, it's okay, good. cool. It's just good. Now we got something I got to watch. I see. Yeah. The, the poop humor sold me. <laughs> um, so, so I, I, you know, you brought up something interesting about working in a comic book store. And, uh, you know, we always used to joke there was like the, you know, the, the comedians used to always rat on like the guys working at the Harmony House going, Oh, Richard Marks used to listen to that shit, you know, where there's always like that, that, you know, I know you don't thumb down on anyone, but like, what do you have to at certain points when you got those people coming in complaining about characters you got nothing to do with? Oh, that happens like on an almost daily basis. But yeah, I I just let it float off my back. It's mostly it's yeah, whatever I get. (laughs) I I feel you know that's hey, if I make the sale, I'm I'm 100 percent happy. Right, right. But I'm just like, you know, and I just imagine all day, not that you're in hell, but it's like comic book guy going in episode four of, you know, the, he, the scene was not written accurately to, you know, whatever. We monster. get them all the time. And yeah, I get people coming in and we're actually most of the time they're huge fans of either Kevin and Jay or comic book men, which I, I you know what it's, it makes me feel great that um, during the great pandemic of 2020, that so many people went back and rewatched and re re rewatched comic book, man. And I was like, that, that makes me happy. You know, we were able to help people through the pandemic. It was a fun show. I mean, we had, uh, you were our, for the, you were the Jersey to our hardcore pawn. Yeah. Our- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I never met those people. We were, weren't they supposed to be at uh, the con we were at over in uh, God? Where was it? It was the uh, the oh, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Mount Clemens. Yes. Yeah, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. So we had uh, we had Ashley in studio with us a couple times, and uh, I got to go into their store. So their store is an old bowling alley on Eight Mile. And I'm walking through and it's nothing like on TV. Like it's kind of looks like a, like a, like a ratty flea market. Cause all the good stuff's been, it's in the back pond. It's nothing's for sale. And I see this Jägermeister surfboard up against the wall. And I'm like, how much you want for it? And he goes, sticker says 500. They go, I go, ah, I'm not doing it for 500. They go, what do you give me for it? I go, I don't know. hundred bucks. She goes in the back room. She's like sold. So I walk out with this giant Jägermeister surfboard and I'm like, 
why that was even made to begin with, I have no idea, but it's sitting right next to me, next to my that Flash is- Gordon painting. And my Rodney Dangerfield tie. That's fantastic because I love, uh, used to love Jägermeister. So, yeah. <laughs> it's Oktoberfest season right of now. Of course, you're right. And it's also uh, cold and flu season. So, Jägermeister, um, you know, NyQuil, same thing. That was, uh, that was when I was eight years old. Mommy, I don't feel good. Half shot boy. of Jäger. Yeah, it can't be, uh, it can't be good. So, um, you're running the store now. Uh, this oh yeah, good stash, right? You're the you're the you're the head cheese, the main the the head cheese, honcho. That's the... for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what do you, do you guys have? You guys have to be one step ahead, or you know, like comic book stores? Like some of them have their own different flavors, kind of what based on like what they like, what they know, what they're good at. Like you know, obviously your shtick is Jay and Silent Bob, right? But like you know, in terms of like product content, like what are you guys like? moving into like more of this than that or you know or are you just pretty much we're uh you know we go for what sells but you know um right now kevin just kicked off um the secret stash press imprint which is uh kevin kevin's like uh, um frank miller john byrne and a couple of other creators mike mignola the frank, frank miller, miller in in the fact that he's got his own imprint over at dark horse so uh, Kevin just came out with his first issue of Masquerade, which is um, it's it's a superhero, very violent superhero uh, story. Um, and, and you would dig it because it's in a Detroit-esque kind of city. And, um, oh. So they're going. Is that a play way to say shit? I said Detroit-esque city. And I never said <laughs> I love Detroit. I don't think Detroit. I know you do. It is so much. And I can't wait till um, more people are like, hey, Detroit's coming back. It's like, yeah, douchebag. It's been coming back for like the past 20 years. Where are you? Um, I got a whole I got a whole team from Texas coming up for work tomorrow. And I, I open up my big mouth and now I got to take them to all those dive bars and fantastic. Pizza and love like, it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Kevin's imprint. It's a really cool concept for uh, a comic book for for a superhero comic book violent superhero but superhero nonetheless and then uh, we've got uh, quick stops coming out in two months which is um, quick stops is um, you get to go back and visit with some old friends at the quick stop it can never be wrong and it's that store is open, right? So when we come out there, is that? Oh yeah, oh open, yeah, you right? can go there. Yeah, absolutely. You can- how now? I, how many assholes uh, mess with the milk and the eggs and all that? Is is that in like two? Is that a I'm thing? Sure. I mean, I don't go ah. there and I don't check, but I I have no doubt in my mind every day. Kind of like uh, when I walked up to Lacey Underalls at the Comic Con and I said, you know. Novi must be a nice change from dreary old Manhattan. And she looked at me like yeah. I'm an alien. Like, I've never- and I go, I go, I thought Jackass. Uh, you look yeah, fantastic. Dickie no. Morgan looks yeah. amazing. Um, she hit, there was a, a, I think it was about eight or nine years ago. Um, I, I was supposed to podcast with her down in, um, where the hell was it? It was down in Florida, down in Miami. And she had to bow out because she was, you know, just busy as, as all hell. 
And uh, I was supposed to podcast with her later on, but it never happened. But she was, uh, it was really weird because she, um, and she's a beautiful woman. Uh, she dropped it gorgeous. She was a little puffy back then. And now she's like, boom, it's, she's gorgeous again at like eight years later, six, 60, however old she is like six. Yeah, the whole the whole Madonna with meatballs that didn't she uh, rolled her eyes at that one too. I'm like, oh, I thought that was original. I am throwing out my greatest hits here, Lacey. What's going? On? Like, uh, first off, my name is Cindy. Uh, off, you're on that podcast with that guy who said I would look puffy eight years. Ago. He's a dick. Um, she just a, a gorgeous woman. So yeah. So how do the? I mean, the, <laughs> working at that store. And asking for Chuli's gum or like doing one liners. They got it like at, at the end of the day, it's just like almost like uh, the one scene where, you know, where Dante or no, uh, uh, spits on him, but like you know, Randall spits on him. I guess I personally, I, I'm at the comic shop. Well, that that works for me. I'm I'm fine with that. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you in oh, person. Hell yeah. It's been a while. Right. Um, but yeah, looking forward to uh, spending time. But you know, I'll cut you loose, man. I, I, can't thank you enough for recording with us and uh you know always always enjoy us of course bob you too randy even though randy from uh next time next time we do this can you shut the up for just a minute (laughs) my head is pounding i'll jump in when i have something to say but bob usually leads these conversations mike at the last networking thing randy was in court i was so proud of him he's like had his own little group and he's holding court it was so nice to watch that you're like a proud papa (laughs) <laughs> I was, I was. Our little Randy all grows up, y'all grows up. Uh, but hey, we're going to wrap things up for this episode of 446. Mike Zapsick, thank you for hanging out with us. You can find him online, Jane Silent Bob Secret Stash, or um, live from the Secret Stash podcast or anywhere fine podcasts are sold. On behalf of Bob and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks, get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it.